Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it. Plus, I tried a couple less productive approaches. But after two decades of coming up short, I realized I've been focused on the wrong thing. Instead of trying to fill those holes, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from the world and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. Thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post from uh, earlier this year in July that is entitled Guilt versus Shame. I sincerely enjoy the daily guided meditations on calm. There are many meditation type apps that are packed with goodness and resources. If you aren't hooked up with one, consider giving one of them a try. Today's meditation, led by Jeff Warren, called the Daily Trip on the Calm app, talked about common humanity. He was describing his own experience of always trying to fix certain parts of himself and then doing the exact same thing he thought he'd fixed again and regretting it again. Jeff was explaining that this is something we all do, and it certainly resonated with me. We make a plan like don't eat this or that, hold on tight for days or weeks, then eventually we indulge, then move to self-loathing, guilt, and even shame. If you are one to lose your temper, you might swear off ever doing that again after you hurt people's feelings or react in in a way that is not consistent with who you are. Days or weeks later, you do it again. Then you move into, how did I get here again? Or why can't I fix this one part of myself? The behavioral feedback loop is one that we run or runs us hundreds of times a day, whether we realize it or not. Compassion around our self-improvement goals is usually absent, but recognizing that we are not alone in letting ourselves down, that we are in fact human, can at least be a comfort along the way. What is not comforting is when our guilt turns to shame. I learned this distinction from Brene Brown, and I have never forgotten it. As Brene says, paraphrasing, guilt is what we experience when we engage in a behavior that is not consistent with who we are. We may regret it. This looks like, I did something I'm not proud of, or I wish I hadn't done that. But shame is different. Shame is insidious and dangerous. Brene says that shame 
is when we take the poor choice to be who we are and not just a behavior that we chose. We don't separate who we are from what we did. Guilt looks like I did something that I wish I didn't. I made a bad choice. I acted in a way that is inconsistent with my core. I will make an effort to do better next time. Conversely, shame looks like this. I am a bad person. I am inherently flawed. I will never be good. I can't trust myself. I'm scared people will find out who I really am. Are you able to see the difference? Feeling guilty implies there's hope for change. We can learn from our misgivings and make better choices. But shame is a lose-lose game. If we are inherently bad and truly cannot trust ourselves, we see everything through that lens, afraid all the time that our true colors will show and everyone will find out we are terrible and not worthy of love. Obviously, this is a complicated topic, but since Jeff Warren's meditation today focused on this common human experience of wanting to fix our quote-unquote flaws, I wanted to share these distinctions on guilt and shame. They're critical to our own internal morale, and if we want to actually evolve and even self-actualize, we must be able to distinguish between guilt and shame. Let's not let our mistakes define us as we take comfort in the fact that wanting to do better next time is something innate to a living to living in a human body. Being human is what drives our pull to make better choices while also being the exactly capable vehicle in which we can attempt to do so. So thank you for tuning into this episode and I'm going to pause briefly This was actually a two-part post that I shared back in July, and I'm going to go ahead and share the second post that goes along with it. So if you have had your fill of the healing path for today, please press pause and join tomorrow or when you feel like it to hear the second part of this, or if you're able to go ahead and and listen on. The second part of the, the post or the second post that I shared was actually an anecdote that I've shared in my own life, a tough one at that. But um, I want to drive home the distinction between guilt and shame. So I got courageous and shared this experience um, in my second in the second post on this. So this is in regards to something that dates back to 1997 when our daughter Alexis was hospitalized. Um, For those of you who aren't aware, we lost our daughter in 1997 at 13 months old. Um, She lived in children, in and out of children's hospital for quite some time. And she's a pretty sick little girl. We miss her. Um, So anyway, we had taken our daughter, who was six months old at the time, to children's hospital in Washington. She had a consultation appointment with a gastroenterologist there. After a short physical assessment, the doctor said she needed to be admitted and stabilized. Part of this effort meant placing a nasogastric feeding tube so she could be adequately nourished. We had no understanding at that time of the impending physical complications that awaited her fragile little body. I always considered myself to be a good soldier 
and when given instructions, I followed them to a T. I wasn't a nurse at the time, just the mom of a very small, very beautiful, and very vulnerable infant girl. So yes, Alexis was admitted, and we gave permission for the nurse to place the nasogastric tube. It was so invasive and looked terribly uncomfortable. It's a small tube that goes through the nostril, nasopharynx, and into the stomach. The receptive end of the tube is taped to the face to keep it secure, and liquid nutrients were set to infuse from a feeding pump next to her crib. We were trying to get some weight on her. A few days into the admission, still getting my bearings and completely sleep-deprived, I'd been holding Alexis alongside of her crib. She was receiving a tube feeding and was hooked up to the pump. With my back to the door, I heard someone enter the room and say something. Without thinking about the NG tube, I rotated my body around to see who it was. In doing so, I pulled Alexis's body away from the pump, which subsequently ripped the tube out of her nose and off of her face, tape and all. I can't truly explain the devastation I felt. As an RN, knowing what I now know about this feeding tube system, I may not have been as horrified, I still would have felt badly, I, but I may not have been as horrified at that point in time. In my mind, I might as well have pulled out one of her major organs. The tube, the tape, the formula, on the ground, still pumping, and Alexis cried as I tried to console her, mortified that I'd done this. Here's where the distinction between guilt and shame comes in. Guilt looks like this. I made a mistake. I let my daughter down. I turned the wrong way. I will be more aware, cautious, and present, so I never do something like that again. Shame, conversely, looks like this. I am a terrible mother. I can't believe I hurt my own daughter. I can't do this. I'm not capable of seeing this through. Why did I even become a mom if I can't be trusted to protect her? I'm so ashamed and so scared. The experience of guilt, and it was terrible, was the accountability of the mistake, including how to avoid it next time. It infers hope, since I can do things to better respond in the future. But the experience of shame jumps right to being flawed. If I'm not to be trusted, not capable, and a bad mom, I might as well give up now. Shame infers hopelessness. There is no way to fix me since I'm broken. The nurses couldn't do enough to console me when this happened. I cried and cried, probably a mixture of tears over what had happened and also over what was happening, period. One after another, they continued to assure me that Alexis was fine, that this happens, and often it's the patient who pulls the tube out on their own. We just needed to replace it, which we did. I promise you, I was not thinking about the distinction 
between guilt and shame when this happened. I didn't even know about the difference. But I do have the ability now to recognize that had I been ashamed over that misstep, rather than just feeling guilty, which was hard enough, I might have blocked my ability to show up fully for Alexis in the coming weeks and months that led to her death. And if I hadn't shown up fully for Alexis, I would have been ashamed. Let's not internalize our mistakes. Pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, acknowledge that we can do better and call it a day. Any other approach is simply not productive. So thanks again for tuning into this extended uh, episode of The Healing Path. And I hope that I've been able to illustrate the difference, the critical difference between acknowledging a mistake that we make and vowing to do better and believing that we are the mistake and that we're not able to do better. Really important distinction. And again, as in the example that I provided, if I had been all shamed up over that one thing, I wouldn't have been able to do the millions of risings to the occasions that were yet to face us. So I'm grateful that I knew better, even though I didn't know what I knew. And um, I invite you to do the same. Have hope that we can do better and don't make one mistake become a personality. Any comments or feedback you might have to share are always welcome at lisamcfarland.com. Until next time, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, thanks for listening.